Hello and welcome to Angie and Friends on a podcast for 2024. Happy New Year! It is awesome to be back. Oh my gosh. It's have, cold to be back. I've missed you. Aww. I've missed you. It, Are it, you going to cry? No, not, <clears throat> not missing you that much. But <laughs> I got to tell you, I loved listening to the Christmas episode and here's why. First of all, you and Nita are awesome for podcast friends. I'm sorry, right? I didn't hear that. What? You and Nita are awesome <laughs> podcast friends. Here's why. Because you just feed off each other and you add so much to the podcast. Aww. I just wanted to tell you, I love listening to you on the podcast. Now I understand why everybody is in love with Nicole on the podcast. Oh, Angie, thank you. That made my year. Did it? Seriously. It's the beginning of the year. Oh, nothing could get better the whole rest of the year. No, I just, I listened to Thank that you. podcast twice. I listened to it with my husband. We chuckled. He chuckled. You know, <laughs> we just, I, I just, I enjoy listening to us just being us, but not, I don't like listening to myself. I like listening to you. And I really thinking we should get Nita in here more often. <laughs> well, and Nita said that she's doing one or getting yeah, ready to do one. She is, yeah. So maybe, but hers maybe she needs a friend on her sometime. But hers actually has a meaning. Ours is just kind of, you know, coffee. I know, but I love it because it's that <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. Seinfeld thing. A whole lot of nothing, but it's really a whole lot of us. It which, is. And I'm not nothing and neither are you. So, <laughs> But who wants a whole lot of us? <laughs> you know who is one of the most faithful listeners that has reported to me? Reported to me. That is ridiculous. Is she giving you feedback? No, she's not. He is. Oh, he. Brian. Oh, your husband. My husband. He doesn't give me feedback, but he just kind of banter sometimes. Really? Oh, yeah. He, I know he's texted me hello when I've said hello to him on the podcast, which yes. I thought was kind of cute. <laughs> yes. And don't don't be surprised here if he does that again. Well, I just I think it's awesome. Our husbands actually listen to the podcast just so they can hear what we're saying about him. And I Tom has also told me stop talking about him as much. <laughs> that's funny. I don't think it's so for Brian. What he said is I just kind of like to get into your world a little bit. That's true. That soap opera moment. I don't even think it's a soap opera moment. I think it's just... It's just yeah, me. Guys don't get how girls chat, and we. this is how we chat. And that's okay. And I've said before that I have had coffee with a friend literally out in public, and I have overheard people say, oh, I, I'm trying to listen. Like, they're quiet. <laughs> but it happened again even last week. They They didn't say anything. But you could tell by their body language the way they lean in. They were listening. Yeah. So you got to be careful when you're out and about <laughs> what you're talking about and if you want people listening to that or not, or if you should even be saying it. Well, speaking of that, we need to do another live at a coffee house oh, yes. conversation. Maybe we'll um, we'll go to a different coffee house this time. I just, I loved having, you know, the atmosphere there. And it caused some scuttlebutt where people were kind of looking. And <laughs> maybe we need to go back to the same place because we got free coffee. So I don't know. That is true. I know. I'm all up for freebies. And I need to plug in this time so that we have the full show. Because the last yes. time it cut out. <laughs> yes. And then we didn't realize it till we were done. And we were like, what were we even talking about? But that was the fun part. We just talked. Yeah. Uh, oh, so anyway, I love it. Um, we have been doing this for so many years. We're in season five. And... We started in 2020 on your birthday. Yep, we did. Wow. And look where we've come. Wow. <laughs> took took me a moment. It's It seems like just yesterday, but on the same hand, not even close. Yeah, we're in very different places, aren't we, since 
When I don't have there. any more kids, but you do because you got married. And you, yeah. I, I, we say that all the time and your mom moved in. So really, there have wow. been major shifts and changes. Would you say it's, I mean, don't ask a question you don't already know the answer to, right? But like, it's all good. Well, absolutely. It's, all the changes are it's good. It's just God moving in our lives, I guess. So how did your 2023 end? How oh, was it? Stars. I haven't heard from you since, you know. We did the Christmas episode. Well, I haven't seen you all year until right now. Well, yeah, well, it's I know. the beginning of the year. I know, but I got I to gotta milk that one for all it's worth. <laughs> so how did my 20... Wait, I'm getting a drink of coffee while you talk. Go ahead. Oh, yes. How did my 2023 end? You mean my actual New Year's Eve bash or just in general? Just how, you know, since the last time I talked to you. Oh, my stars, Angie. Um, all right. Let me, let me put it in a very short, pretty little box with a bow. It was... Very, very challenging, very difficult, nothing I would want to go through again. But if I needed to go through it again, then I would because it's brought me to a better place. However, that is not what I want to share. Wow. Because God I'm is like so curious. I now. know. So here's the cliffhanger. Oh, I believe that God is allowing me to have an opportunity to to write a book about it. Really? Angie. Can we do this together? Because I have been meaning to write a book, too. Yes. And I think Nita has brought that out. Yes. Darn her. Well, no, but it's like, yes, darn her. But but when I met her, I even talked to her and I said, oh, no, I'm going to tell you, I feel like I'm supposed to write a book. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm saying it out loud for accountability. So here I am with everybody listening my husband's hearing me, but that's not a surprise for him. So in a nutshell, I think there's a couple different avenues in which God is going to direct me to do this. But as a whole, on the fun flip side, it was the first time that we as an entire family stayed up till midnight. I had to have a nap. Really? I had to have a nap before I... Oh, oh. I just spilled my coffee. Go oh, ahead. Fiddle. Keep talking. I'll, ta- I'll fix the coffee thing while you're talking. Oh, no. This is why if we were in public, we'd be like, excuse me, I need a napkin. <laughs> Oh, no. It's okay. It didn't land on the computer, just the keyboard. So we can fix that. This is when I tell my kids, you don't have a drink next to the computer or the keyboard. I know. I got it all over the place. As long as it's I'm not, not hitting... scolding you. It's not my equipment. As, yeah, as, as long as it's not hitting the equipment. So okay. I'm going to put a little plug Wait. in there. Pause, because I got to get a towel. So don't talk. Okay, so she told me to pause, but I'm not going to because that's who I am. <laughs> Oh, let me get it, Angie, your leg, your foot. I'm fine. For those of you that don't know, she had foot surgery over Christmas break. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Now I have compassion. Now she has compassion when I'm hobbling. Well, I forgot. And then I see you limping around and I'm like, oh, no, let me get it for you, peg leg. (laughs) Wow. That's Uh, love right there. Calling me peg leg. Call a spade a spade. I'm sorry. I should have gone to get that. I went and got, I got surgery since our last podcast. Well, I just filled them in. That you Did had you? foot surgery. So yes. I have to keep all this? Is that what you're saying? No, but you can if you want. I mean, <laughs> you, yeah. So I'm still working on that. Keep keep talking. That's I don't good. know what to talk about because you're no, like cleaning up this awful, like. <laughs> you know what? It's oh. a waste of good coffee. That's what it is. Well, if you just drink black coffee, it's all good. Oh. Oh, wow. I should probably turn this off before I start, you know, hitting a bunch of buttons because my screen just went crazy. Uh-oh. Okay. You were talking about how your 2023 was and how. You started with the cliffhanger, and I still haven't heard the answer to the cliffhanger. Well, the cliffhanger is, I'm going to write a book. So 
that's where you're where people will pick up when it's when it's time when it's time when god says it's time if it's this year next year or whatever i just know that january 2024 that i am saying to whoever is listening for accountability this is something i need to do hear me smacking my keyboard i do it's almost <laughs> like you're spanking it because it did something wrong oh angie Okay, let's, All let's right, put okay. a pause. This is something that wouldn't happen in a coffee shop. But, it could be okay. your laptop. <laughs> it could have been. No, listen, I want to ask you a question. So I, I heard Mark Batterson say, people ask me all the time, should I write a book? And I tell you, and this is him talking. He says, I ask you, do you feel like God is asking you to write a book? Because if you are doing something outside of God's plan, it's going to be really hard. He said when... When you're doing it with God's, you know, blessing, saying he wants you to write a book, it's going to come so easy. So you feel like you are called to write a book. So I will tell you this. I have about 80 to 100 pages of notes. Really? Yes. Of all kinds of things. However, I do feel like after talking with Nita and all the Christmas and all this kind of thing. I do feel like that. Yes, God is calling me to write a book. However, some of what has taken place could just be my own personal journaling to well, process. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know how much that well, will that's, turn into a book. So yes, that's I down do, the road. Right. It's whether you're called to write. And I have struggled with that one since he said it because I was like, okay, Am I supposed to? Because I'm, you know, part of me is like, I'd really like to do that. Like, I'd really like to go climb Machu Picchu, but there's no way I'm place? ever going to do it. It is. is. It's in place? Peru. Yeah, I've been there. Okay. But <laughs> I didn't actually finish the climb the last time, so I really wanted to climb it. Anyway, that's beside the point. But, okay, so if you feel like you're called, what's the next step? Well, the next step is to take my notes that I have. 80 to 100 pages, organize them, pray over them. Just, I need some, I need some alone time with the Lord. Well, guidance. Yes. And I already thought of you. Uh, There's other people I know that would be a great editor. I mean, all these other things. I I can edit like nobody's business because I am a grammar Nazi, but Nita has gone through all the workshops and she's even talking about doing, no, but she's, she's there to help. Well, no, I know. I know. I don't feel the need to go to a workshop because I'm not a a writer. I want to just, just like the podcast. I just want to be me. I just want to sure. put it out there. I don't spell well at all. So I do need an editor. Yeah. Grammar doesn't come easily for me. School never came easily for me. So I do know I need help. For Those sure. two things. Yes. I can help you with that. Yes. Listen, yes. speaking of writer, because you're taking after your dad, oh. who, by the way, he sent me his book. We talked about it on the yes. podcast or you, you brought it to me. Yes. Oh my gosh. I wrote to him and said, this is so encouraging. I love this book. I'm about to cry. He's he's the real deal, Angie. He, well, I know this. I talk I to him every week. He is fantastic. And that book was just it's um, such a blessing. It's relevant today as if it was relevant. Yes. And you know, with the pastors having such a hard time right now oh, and, yes. and just getting burned out, this book is so helpful. Yeah. So I, I got away from it for a while because of Christmas and stuff, but I need to get back to it because man, one chapter in, I went, Oh, I needed that. Yeah. And then I read the next one and I was like, wow. And then by the third one, I was like, Oh my gosh, Craig, I love this book. (laughs) So for me, 
it's not just about for it's not just for pastors. It's for those that feel a call to ministry. What is yes. your ministry? Yes. And if we start saying, what are what did God create us for, and where are we to be operating? Mm-hmm. Some people think it should be, you know, pastor, associate pastor, youth pastor, music pastor, lead worship, this, this, this. You don't have to have a title. You are a child of the Most High King. Wherever you are. What is your calling? What is your ministry? Wherever you are, you are on ministry. Yes. And if you're put into the public realm and not in a Christian organization, God has a plan for you. Exactly. And I think one of the biggest things that I learned at the end of 2023 is truly that God has given me the desires of my heart. And it's to be a stay-at-home mom and to love my kiddos. Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize what a gift God had given me in that. Yeah. Because I kept trying to do more. Mm. But when they're this small, I mean, actually, your kids just walked in and I was like, holy cow, they must have grown a foot each. But when they're young, I mean, I miss those days. I'm watching my kids have kids now. I know. It's crazy. Grandma. So and how was your Christmas, Grandma? Wait, we're not done with oh, this book sorry. conversation. I, see, I'm I'm no, deflecting to you. <laughs> I know you're trying to deflect. Now listen. Okay. Okay. I have enough notes as well to put my book together. Okay. I just okay. need to sit down and write the chapters. Okay. But I have the cover. I have the idea. I just want to do it. Angie. And so I need to take the time. So one of the things is my goal this year is to have... More time to have family and to have reading time, which, of course, will go into the book. Sounds a little bit like the Brady Bunch. They read every night before bed, in bed, right? Yeah. And they were all about family. Of course, that was a facade. They didn't have social media either. So, Well, we don't have to have it if we don't want it. Nope. It's January. It's time to take a media fast. Yes. 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 (laughs) Seriously. We we have our denomination... As a as a whole, does a media does a fast for twenty one days at the beginning of the year, and they focus us and they give us handouts and stuff like that to follow along if we want to, and my mom's totally in, you oh, know, yay. and um, she gets on her, uh, we were we were at church at the nursing home yesterday, and I said something about fasting, and fasting stuff on you know, online and things like that. And mom goes, but I learned so much on social media. I said, mom, you got to think about having a social media fast. Oh, no. Because if she doesn't do TV and if she doesn't do social media, then she has to find something else productive to do. Right. And it used to be she used to read all the time and she used to sew all the time. But she's gotten older. It's gotten harder. And so I think she's discouraged in that. So, um, yeah, it's... It's interesting. So, but anyway, she's, she's all in, she's trying. So I have done some fasting over the years, very significant stages of our life. Mm -hmm. I remember as a child growing up, my parents, you know, it wasn't obviously an everyday, but you know, big decisions within the church, my dad being a pastor, those kind of things. So that wasn't foreign to me. Fasting wasn't foreign. And when I got into college, Brian and I got married. The first time we fasted as a couple was when he was deciding, we were deciding about medical school. Is oh. that really the direction where we were to go? Yeah. Because it was a investment. we. Yeah, it was a we. It wasn't just he's going. Right. It was a we. And so we fasted and got a clear vision. Yes, yeah. that's the path to go. And there have been a few other times throughout our marriage 
that God has called us both to fast. Mm -hmm. And so I'm learning. I don't have to be as rigid in regards to only liquids. There's the Daniel fast. There's the fasting social media. What is it that God's calling you to walk away from? Sometimes I think what idol yeah. is taking the place yeah, exactly. of your time with the Lord? Because I will tell you, it's easier for me to eat nothing and just drink than it would be to eat only fruits and vegetables. Right. Which is so foreign. Like somebody would say, you would rather not eat than at least have this. And I think because I'm so rigid, that tightrope is so narrow that it's okay that I can say no to everything. But if I have a little bit of freedom with the Daniel fast, is that really a fruit? Is it really a vegetable? Do I put salad dressing on it? I mean, like we can make it as complicated as we can, but I think it's the importance of fasting is making your lifeline, your daily bread, the Lord, and not depending on knowledge from social media. My thing was the temptation to replace God's time. Yes, yes. And, you know, I just journaled about this this morning because my fast, you know, I'm on plan, so I'm trying to stay well on plan. And I remember having this conversation with others, and they said, don't fast if you're on plan. Well, mm. my plan is I drink shakes all day. So my five yes. fuelings are going to be shakes yes. all day. And listen, that's tough because it's not as filling as right. I would like it to be. But then I get to the end of the day, and, and that's my fast. So I know how to fast and be able to stay on plan. And so I do. But I've even had this conversation again with your dad that my whole thing is it's a spiritual thing. Right. My weight loss journey is a spiritual journey. It's where I am with God. And that journey is often a battle. Yes. Yes. And it's because I put the temptation of food before God. Right. And I look at that fleshly stuff. But, you know, I realized this morning that I need to make food my friend and make it fuel my body in a healthy way. And that's just what I'm going to do. So the girls and I, over Christmas break, we took a very long Christmas break through homeschooling and it's been beautiful. And they have really understood the concept of our body being a temple. And with oh, all, nice. oh, Angie, especially for was, young girls. Yes. Yes. But here it was Christmas and all these treats and cookies and things oh coming our way. It's exactly right. Oh, they, they would learn to take a bite and say, you know what? I'm content. I'm like, yes, victory. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad like, they're getting it because yes. I can't get that. That's not so easy for me. And nor for me, but somehow through God's grace, mm-hmm. I've been able to teach them in an area that I've struggled. Mm hmm. Oh, man, we cooked so many cookies because, you know, we had that cookie walk. Yes. So I said, I'm not doing this anymore. They're sitting out and that's the bad part. So I put them all in the freezer downstairs and they're out of sight and truly out of mind. And so we are both off of sugar, my husband and I. But, you know, he is amazing in that he can fast for days with just water. I just I have to work at that because that would be tough. Angie, maybe that's not what God's calling you to do. Well, no. Yeah. And I think we have to be careful not to try and be like someone else. You know, we're not supposed, you know, I don't know. I look at Nita and writing the book. Maybe I'm not supposed to go to workshop. I don't have to do it the same way she did. My point was that she could help you because she's done the research. I was taking it to a different level, (laughs) just like with Tom, not just all water. I've never done that. I'm not drawn to that. That I have done it, but only for a day. Yeah. He's done it three days. And he says, I have I have friends who've done 40-day fasts twice. I'm mm-hmm. like, you've got to be kidding me. That is some discipline right there. I have a very, very dear friend 
that spent a whole year fasting. A year? But it was kind of before it was cool to do intermittent fasting, mm. you know, but it was, okay, this is when I'm supposed to, and this is when I'm not. This is when I'm, so yes. a whole year journey of what fasting looked like. Yeah. And I, I've actually done something similar to yeah. that before. And it, yeah, it was, wasn't called, inter, well, I guess it was called intermittent fasting, but I have given myself guidelines as this is when I'm stopping eating. Right. The whole concept of intermittent fasting was cool before it was cool because it came <laughs> because it's biblical. It's right. Biblical. So, yeah. Getting rid of the old stuff. Yes. the 2023 stuff. Yes. And and moving into a new year and. And not just the 2023 stuff. My stars, Angie, there were things that happened back in childhood that God was revealing to me. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. And it just boiled down to, Lord, I want more of you. So how do I get more of you? I got to get rid of all yeah. of me. Oh, I get that because yeah. I'm doing that biblical counseling course where we have yes. to dig into our yes. own issues. <laughs> I, I, I will share one thing very, very personal that happened. I had two miscarriages prior to Isabel and I was in sales, I was in business, I was somebody during that season of, of mm -hmm. time. And I didn't take the time. I didn't think there was time to mourn the oh. two miscarriages. And oh. so in the month of December, I sat and sobbed about the two miscarriages. Oh. And I'm like, you how? You finally did, mourned. I did. How did I hold on to that for so long? Wow. Um, I was like, okay, all right, God, it wasn't my time. That's not what I was supposed to. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so my kids know all about it. Brian, I believe at the time, handled it better than I did. He mourned. He was sad. Mm. I was too busy to be sad because I was trying to be somebody. Or you don't want to deal with those painful feelings. I mean, well, yeah, I, put that off, too. I put off a lot of those painful things because I didn't want to go through the hurt and I know people that are there now, and I want to say, gosh, you know, the, the bravery is when you finally dig into it and you you feel the fe feelings, and then it's over. It yes. can't hold you anymore. It cannot control you any longer. Exactly. Fear cannot be your guide. Right. It can't. And three years ago, I finally had a breakthrough. Maybe it was more than three at this point, but I don't know. Um, I had a very specific September date that I finally decided I was going to walk down that path. And I, I was at a conference and I laid it all out on the table and not only me, but there were other people in the room that got healed, which was kind of amazing. Mm. And life has not been the same since. And now I have a very dear friend who's going through very similar stuff. And I want to say to her, which I plan to, I am proud of you. Because you finally made that decision to come clean. Right. And now the healing can ha happen. Right. Shed light on it. God is light. Wow. God is light. Truth. Yes. So 2024 is, it's kind of looking to me like, yeah, there's, there's going to be some stuff that goes on. And I feel like part of what I'm doing right now in this prayerful time, in this time when I'm doing this fast, I feel like some stuff's going to happen in 24 and we need to have our spiritual armor on. Yep. And yep. Amen. that's what I've been feeling. And I'm not one of those people that listens to all the people all over the place that are saying, oh, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. This is just what I'm feeling in my gut. As a matter of fact, um, at church, at the nursing home, I started reading out of First Peter because he was ministering to people who are under persecution. And I feel like there's going to be some of that this year. So what are we doing now to prepare for it, I have to stand on God's word. 
Right. Do you know the first thing he gave me? What? Oh, my goodness. You know, I I spent a lot of time with my kids, you know, over the holiday. And uh, some of them have just balked at religion in general because of past hurts. Not my kids, but in-laws or whatever. Right. Um, and they're just making those choices not to do anything with religion and all or or even, you know, God. And um, gosh, you know, that just breaks my heart. And we want all of our kids to live their destiny. Right. You know, and and we're not talking about their choices. We're talking about who they were created to be. And every one of these kids was brought up in the church. They were dedicated to the Lord. Right. And when they were dedicated to the Lord, you can't turn back from that. Right. And so I know that when I say to God, you love them more than I do because they're his. Right. Right. Well, he reminded me of the scripture that God is not slow, but that Mm -hmm. he wants everybody to be saved. And he gave me that scripture at the beginning of the year, and I'm holding on to it and just thanking him already for what he's going to do in our kids' lives. I love it. But it's a whole new perspective once he gave it to me, because now I'm like on the other side, like it's already happened. I'm just praising God through the year. I don't have to pray the prayer anymore because he gave me the answer when he gave me that declaring. I'm declaring it's happened and I'm thanking him. I'm praising him for it. The other thing was that we've had some shifts and people are leaving and coming and going. And and I'm like, I'm, I'm asking God, what's going on? And... I, I almost ignored it, but I kind of heard in my head that part where Peter sees John. He's talking to Jesus and he sees John, who, you know, John calls himself the beloved one. Right. He laid on Jesus' chest. He was he loved Jesus as a right. brother, dear brother. And Peter said, What about him? And Jesus said, If I choose to let him live forever, that's not your concern. Right. And that was speaking directly to me, like what I do with people and how they shift is not your concern. Follow me is what he says at the end. And I went, oh, so I should not worry about what their decisions are. I mean, I want to help them. I get it. But but in the end, it's my job just to follow him. Yes. And so I was like, wow, those were two ways that I started out 2024. Wow. If we're so focused on trying to get, I say that with quotes, air quotes, get people to X, Y, Z. Yeah. What, what's the common denom- denominator? It's just me trying to do it. But if I'm following and I'm in the Lord's will, we can have compassion, mm-hmm. but we don't have to feel responsible because we're not responsible for their choices and their actions and their decisions. You know, there's a holiday right around this time that's Play God Day. And I Wait, go, what? It's called Play God Day. And I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. And it's funny because you and I said right before we opened the microphones, yes. you said something to me and I said, I'm not God. And you were like, yes, that's exactly right. Because <laughs> we have to remember it's not about us. Yes. I think that's hard. I think that's hard for women. I don't get it for men. Okay, whatever, because that's not what this is about. I God made me a female. And as a mother, I've spent so many years trying to, the word that I will use, because I look back now and I see it was control my children's actions, control my children's behavior. Yeah. Cause we're parenting and we feel yes. like that's the same as control. Yes. 
And so Isabel, being home for Christmas break, recognized, Mom, they're getting away with this. I didn't. And I had to go to her and again, oh, apologize. Yeah. We, we were, you know, trial and error with you, girlfriend, yes. you know? Yes. And I feel that our relationship is shifting, still mother-daughter, but it's friendship. It's well, and you're growing shifting. wiser. Yes. Hence the gray hair. But yes, <laughs> all of that. But it's not a control thing. It is a guiding and directing, and yes, I am responsible for you. You're under my my roof, Brian and I together, and so we want to guide and direct mm-hmm. God's best. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to. Can I just tell you? Tell me anything. When, we, when we're talking about this very subject, my daughter-in-law rocks that whole thing. She is, wow. she's not a hands-off mom in any way. She homeschools the kids even now, but she lets those kids make their choices. Yes. And she guides them to make a good choice, you know, and she still disciplines, but, but those kids, they, they are just, it's just the, their whole outlook is different. That's you know? a beautiful thing. When you can go through, you know, generation, I look at how I was raised. My mom was ma- raised, my grandmother, you know, this whole, you know, paternal and maternal side. You look at all that and then you're trying to find the sweet spot as a parent. What does that look like? Because I want to set them up for success yeah. in life, but success within yourself with Christ being the center. I was kind of a baby raising my kids. Mm. I mean, I was... I started out young, but then I was going through a divorce, so I was wounded. Yeah. I mean, it was just tough to raise my kids the way that I really wanted to. And now... But God. Yeah, but God, because it's not up to me. I know. Yes. But I, I think about that sometimes. You know, I Well, don't stay there. Up. Nope. Don't stay there. Don't wallow. <laughs> it goes back to what you just said just a few moments ago. They're adults now. Well, about that they're gods and that God is true to his promises. And they were dedicated. They were raised and they were dedicated. And so you're praying for them, but now you're declaring what is true. In spite of me. (laughs) In in spite of us. Yes. Yes. I hear you. Well, I know speaking of kids, now I'm going to switch the subject now. You said something about your son was in an accident. You were said, I'm going to tell you about it. That's like a total, you know, squirrel. So yes. It is a squirrel. Yeah. Right before, sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas somewhere in there, Ian was using Brian's truck to go take recycling, go to the YMCA and right in, right in front of the movie theater, that little turn, he was rear-ended. Wow. By the grace of God, he did not hit the person in front of him. So as a 17 year old, he was not at fault. Good. And he's a good driver. He is. He's very responsible. <clears throat> I'd rather him drive my children than Isabel, but we aren't talking about that. <laughs> we all we all have kids like that. We know. But yes, yeah, so Ian is a good driver. And he said that he put his head down for a minute to put his beverage back in the console, but it was enough that he had to slam on his brakes. But, you know, he didn't hit the other car. Reminded him that's why you have to have a car's distance away. Yeah. But the other guy rear-ended him. So Brian was at work. Ian called me. I threw on a coat, went up there. He's a minor. And Mm. so the police officer didn't even notice that he was a minor because of the way he looked. And I said, I'm, I'm his mom. You know, he's 17. He looked at at the police report. He was like, oh, okay. So we took care of all that. Somebody didn't do the math. I know. Right. (laughs) I know. He, he looks like a grown man. So, um, the car was still, the truck was still drivable and Ian really wanted to go to the Y. So he went, which was the dumbest thing to do because I mean it jarred him 
and he was you mean mentally or physically physically jarred him but he went to the y anyway we're like okay if you feel like it well that was dumb brian was at work i should have consulted brian like medically speaking is this no absolutely especially when it comes to all the other things yeah, that are i know involved. i know so that was an epic fail but he's okay he's he's gotten some massages he's doing okay so back to the truck it was drivable so he went and did recycling in the y and then we drove it to um a collision shop over in huntsville which we i feel like we have a personal relationship with which sounds pathetic because it's not like we have a lot of vehicles that need work but <laughs> anyway we, we we know a guy and we went over to Huntsville dropped the truck off come to find out that it was totaled and all it hit was the the rear bumper took the muffler off and smashed it but it was totaled because apparently it shifted shifted the frame yes yeah. And we were like, oh, this really sucks. And there's no way to repair it because once the structure is gone. It costs more to repair yeah. than to replace. But it was like, okay, God, why? Because Brian was actually in the process of buying his brother's vehicle and his brother treated his truck like a baby. Mm. Like he didn't even want to put anything in the bed of the truck because it might scratch it. So his wow. brother comes from a... Um, <laughs> um, a she place. laughs. I, I know. I don't know how to say this, but it's just funny. Brian's Brian's a good old boy. He's a country boy. His his brother is, you know, high up exec in this company, and he wanted a truck because that's what boys have. You know, men have trucks. But he but, had a really fancy truck. Yes. So Brian was in the process of buying that truck, and we were going to have Ian buy Brian's old truck. Oh. And so now we're short of vehicle, and it's not the way that we planned it to be but looking back it was almost like god was saying with this truck closure everything relating to that truck mm. represented closure and we have a new beginning and what i mean by that is he bought it when he was in the military um oh, he's to, had it that long oh yeah we bought it in california oh yeah wow. we bought it we were the buy it off the lot you know yeah. and we got zero percent i mean it was a win-win but brian wanted brunned brian wanted a truck. And so he got his dream truck. Mm -hmm. So we're short a vehicle, but it's okay because God has other things planned. I don't know what that looks like, but in a nutshell, Ian totaled Brian's truck. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. Are you talking about Brian or Ian? But yeah, they're both fine. <laughs> <laughs> one for losing the truck, the other one for being in the and, accident. And Brian, my stars... He didn't even, I mean, like there was no anger. It was, are you okay, Ian? Are you okay? Yeah. Emotionally, physically, mentally, are yeah. you okay? And so Brian could have responded very differently, very differently. It would be different if he was being irresponsible, but he yes. wasn't. Yes. And so that's a beautiful thing. That was a beautiful thing. Mm. So Brian's got a new truck and we're still okay vehicle wise, but it was challenging at Christmas because Isabel was home and we promised her that she would have a vehicle to come and go. Oh, yeah. But, Bummer. Yeah. Growing pains, but it's all good. All right. Well, that's the you way. You got it. a truck to sell? Uh, I can't buy another one. So this the was my no. This was my blessing from God and I love my truck. I know you do. Do you know how much I love my truck? How much? Okay. What's your name? It's him. Oh, what's his name? Do you have a name? Wait, maybe it is a female. I, I you know, now I'm trying. You to get remember. to choose, Angie. My, no, you get to choose. They had already named her Silver Bell. That's what it was. Oh. They named her Silver Bell. Interesting. And, and, anyway, so listen, I love my truck. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I have been whining, you know, because you've listened to past episodes. I've been whining about having a truck for a while. And I was giving up and I was whining. God still blessed me. But then he said, yeah, there you go. There you got all your whining out, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, my truck fits in my garage, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But I see the truck in the garage and I go, hey, trucky, trucky, my little trucky, trucky. <laughs> Oh, my stars. I talk to my truck like that. I love my little trucky. Oh, my gosh, Angie, that's hilarious. Are you seeking counseling here in 2024? But listen, I love my garage. Let me tell you how much I love my garage. You talk to your garage, too? No, but my my garage has a workbench in the front. Right, right. And, of course, you know, you hang something so you know that you're all the way in. right. Well, it used to be I'd take the the flex home from the from the station. Yeah. I would take the flex home, and I was so nervous about getting that flex in the garage. I was like, "There's not enough room," you know, because my little HRV fits great. Right. Well, then I bring the truck home, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is a tight fit." Yeah. And I had to originally. I brought in both mirrors, and now I know I only have to bring in one mirror. But we have to bring in our mirrors just to Did- make sure. It's absolutely fits. And then I go all the way forward and I have an old Keurig. You know how you make your own little pod things? Yeah. I have an old Keurig thing hanging. That's what my car hits. And it hits the windshield. Yes. And I still have a foot and a half before the bench. And my my, uh, hitch has about six inches behind me. So I love my garage. The art of parking (laughs) trucky, trucky, trucky in the garage. I do hit my husband's HRV. It's his HRV (gasps) now. And he doesn't like that because the the doors open wide. But my friend. You hit the car? With, you know, the The door. door. Yeah. Uh, So they're both silver. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) So um, my friend, she put her Explorer in her garage one day. And she had to go all the way to the wall. She had actually something against the wall that if she hit, she knew she was fitting in. And I went, I love my garage. So I'm going to challenge you to replace your Keurig with a tennis ball. That's what my grandparents did because we weren't using the Keurig thing. I don't have a Keurig anymore. I don't know. You should do it my way, but I'll let you do your way. Well, you're not God. That is so true. (laughs) That is so true. That is going to be the, that's going to be the thing for the year. You're not God. You're not God. Thank God. Yes. Oh, <laughs> seriously. Anyway, 2024. We got lots to talk about in 2024. We don't have to talk about it all right now. But I am looking forward to having some more guests. Yes. Angie and friends. That plural, that end. I've got a few that I'd like to chime in too. All right. We'll schedule them. Okay. We'll do it again. Sounds in- good. I need a refill of coffee. So well, you know, I bid adieu. You probably do too. You spilled yours. <laughs> Let's hope that he keyboard works. Anyway, we won't tell anybody what happened. <laughs> we hope everybody has a good start yes. to your January 2024. And just to leave with a little bit of wisdom, remember, you're not God. Thank God none of us are. Amen. <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye. The Rise of Hemp Podcast Network.